Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Michael Whifford. Uh, my eye. So today, we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, Episode 7, titled... Driftmark. So before we get into our breakdown of this episode here, we're going to give out the usual reminders. If you want to follow along with the show, you can do so through email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. You could get at us on Instagram, which is at fantasyrewindpod. Or Twitter is also a good option, which is at fantasyrewind. All right, so without any farther delay, let's jump right into the rewind. Fantasy Rewind. All right. So, episode six, seven? Seven, yeah. Episode seven, seven. oh my gosh. So many episodes. Uh, And it was also, yeah, (laughs) we're we're getting close to the end of these series. Kind of sad, but lots happening. And when we think about this episode in particular for uh, House of the Dragon, I feel like it's a really good episode to sort of it's converged everything right all these little things that's happened it's really kind of come to a head but it's not the it's not the big beast i think we're just waiting for one more shoe to drop and that shoe is the king (laughs) what were you overall though i really liked this episode um and uh what were your thoughts Dylan? So this episode was actually my favorite episode of the season so far. Yeah, I um, agree with that. So I really like this episode because of what you just said, where it's all these storylines, all these threads kind of coming together and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I'll bring up some other stuff as we get into some of the more specifics here, but just like in particular, what is going to be going on from this point forward. This is, even though they just like relaunched like with the new actors and actresses, this is like a whole new springboard for them to launch the rest of this season off of. And what will be taking place in seasons to come will be based in the foundation laid in this episode. So mm. I'm really excited to see how that progresses. And I'm also really glad to talk about this episode. Yeah, I'm, I was interested to hear your like kind of connections from the book to this episode. Like, Did everything pretty much follow so far as it has in the book? Well, there's one major difference, and that is that Sir Lainor actually dies in the books. He doesn't get his fairy tale happily ever after run away with his lover that he gets in uh, in this. I know, he's gotten the short stick all season long, so he kind of, uh, he earned it. (laughs) Let's just say that. I agree, and I thought it was just like a nice little twist, because you're like, oh, he's definitely dead. So... This, before we get in talking about the different pieces here, I mean, you talking about Sir Lanor dying, um, that makes me, I originally had thought like the three-headed dragon was going to be Damien, Rhaenyra, and Aegon, and, you know, the brood there, basically. Mm. Now I'm wondering if the three-headed dragon, because we've talked, you've talked about that, so I'm assuming there is going to be three factions here, if it's going to be Corlys's wife, that Targaryen. And like Damon and Renera, and then the Brood, or if it's just going to be the two sides where it's the Brood, and I keep saying the Brood, but it's like all the kids, <laughs> King's kids, and his wife Alicent, like heading that uh, the Greens, if you will, because they did mention that in this episode. Yeah, they too. did. They did. They name dropped the Greens and the Blacks in this episode, or at least the Greens. They they didn't say mentioned. anything about the Blacks that I saw, yeah. but they did say the Greens, and I thought that was interesting because I was like, I had like 
no, if you hadn't said anything about it, I would have no idea what she means. I was just wondering, though, uh, well, I guess you can't, you're not going to really tell me, but I'm <laughs> sort of thinking now that this three-headed dragon could be very different, or it's just going to be two sides, because I don't really see a third side emerging out of this yet. So I'll tell you this much. We had our three heads of the dragon, which were Viserys and his children, mm-hmm. Rhaenyra and her children, and Damon and his children. Those were the three heads of the dragon, basically. Okay. And now, this episode, we saw the, the merger merge. of two of those coming together here. So, there's two major factions mostly going forward here. Um, I don't think there's that's too spoilery to say, but that's fine. Uh, there's lots kind of, of good stuff assuming. to come with the results of this. Yeah, I definitely think that with, like, when we think of um, Corliss's family there and mm-hmm. how they pretty much got destroyed. <laughs> yes. Uh, between... Between two of the heads of the dragon, um, I think it's interesting that they're pretty much just done, almost. So let's pause right here, actually, and talk about them, because I think this is a good uh, starting point to talk about this episode. Yeah. The fate of the Valerians, basically. Yeah. So you had Lena Valerian, who was married to Damon, who, (laughs) at the end of last episode, scorched herself with her dragon, (laughs) like dying a dragon rider's death. And so this episode opens up with her funeral, everybody coming together for her funeral. Over the course of this, many things happen, but I'm going to jump ahead to what's going on with the Valerians here, because mm-hmm. they just lost one of their two children, and that was Princess Rainey's and Corlys Valerian. They lost their daughter, Lena. Mm-hmm. Now, partway through the episode, towards like maybe three quarters way through the episode, or more, you see a scorched body that is assumed to be Lainor Valerian in the fireplace as well there. And this happens at the funeral still. Like, it's still like the morning weekend where everyone's still together, everyone's still paying their respects to the loss that the, the Valerians have suffered from Lena dying. And they just get lost piled on top of loss, which is their son dying but when we know he rides off into the sunset with uh, Sir Carl, but to his parents' eyes, they just lost all of their children. Yeah. And so what this really does is this gives some background to the speech that Princess Rainey's gives to Corliss about how his pride has led to the ruin of their family, how... Forget those kids that Renera has. I want Driftmark to pass through Lena's line because she's there. the older of the child of the siblings, first of all, mm-hmm. and she knows that those daughters are the daughters of Lena are her blood. And it's the open secret that the sons of Renaris are not Valerians. They are strongs. Or bastards, because her and Harwin weren't actually married. So having Princess Rainey's wanting her line to go through Lena and the inheritance of Driftmark going through Lena's line, it really is just showing like the last gasps of the dying Valerian house, which is significant considering they are one of the most powerful houses in Westeros with old Valerian blood, and it's all coming to a head for them where they are just fading yeah that's a really good i like that analogy there last gasps 
um, because they very much are. So I guess, too, we can think about them sort of joining at least Damon and um, Rhaenyra's side because they of the grandchildren. Well, we do know that they have this, the last two children of Valyrian blood are Damon's kids, his daughters. Yeah. So I think it would make sense for them to kind of go where his daughters go. Whether that remains, though, as like a neutral third party trying to like preserve what the little life they have left, or whether it means joining in with Damon and uh, his girls in whatever adventure they take on next. We'll see. It'll be interesting. And is is uh, the mother there? She's Is she a dragon rider? She's a Targaryen. She was a dragon rider. I'm not sure at this point if she still is or not. Yeah. Well, speaking of dragon riders, that sort of leads us into, I think, probably the biggest conflict mm-hmm. outside of outside of uh, the whole um, naming of Rhaenyra's kids as illegitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it all just ended. It all blends really. together. It yeah. All blends so together. let's just start. So obviously, um, we have this is you know a funeral, and at this procession or at this service, we get kind of an intermingling of all the parties from the previous episodes. So, like I said, we have Damon and his kids, now a widower. We have Renera, and um, you know she's also mourning at this point. Mm-hmm. She can't openly mourn, but she's mourning because. Um, Harwin Strong is dead. And her kids are right there with her. They're like, I'm mourning the loss of my father, even though I can't say it. Yeah, because they know now, uh, which is a little different than last episode. They weren't quite sure. Right. Or at least the older one wasn't quite sure. Uh, And then we have the king and his brood. (laughs) (laughs) Aegon. I don't know this. I keep forgetting the second kid's name. Aemon. Aemon. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we have Aegon and Aemon and Alicent. And, oh, we have a new Hand of the King. Otto's back. Hmm. Also, don't forget their daughter as well. Helena. Oh, yeah. So is Aegon supposed to marry the daughter? Mm-hmm. His sister? Yes. That's so weird. So I let's pause there for a second because if you remember back in episode six here, um, Rhaenyra proposed the idea of her firstborn son marrying Helena... Targaryen to try and like blend their houses together more and like yeah. reunite them and all of that. And it was really Allison saw straight through it. It was really a defensive mechanism to try and say, "Oh, we're going to, you know, pretend this is all okay. Let's just all, you know, marry our kids together again." And Allison denied that, and her response to that denial basically was not she's going to marry her brother. <laughs> So, like, keeping that bloodline um, very close. Mm-hmm. I wonder if um, if Rhaenyra and Damon will have any kids. That'll be really interesting. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Anyway, um, so we have, we have, again, the funeral. They're all getting together, and this is where a lot of intrigue happens, right? You have Damon um, at one point calling Otto a leech. Yeah, I loved that. Loved it. I did, too. And because Otto, before, like... Before he had left King's Landing, you you were like, okay, like his judgment's a little off, but he's always kind of been sort of a voice of reason, right? No, he's now like completely and openly just like, uh, we're going after everyone, so you got to be prepared. Um, and just very much like I was like, you are 
a leech. Well, I feel like that tonal shift for Otto also plays into how Alicent has been acting. Like, Alicent has been openly hostile towards mm-hmm. Renera, towards Renera's children. And I feel like Otto's like, okay, the veil is gone. No more, no more disguising, no more politicking. We are going for war. Yeah. Which is so interesting because, um, you know, before it was not like that at all. It right. was very much like doing duty and everything else. Um, so there was obviously a lot of conflict in this episode, a lot of passive aggressive conflict. I really <laughs> love Damon in this episode because he just like laughed through all these different parts. Like, oh, this is just stupid. Like when they were talking about Valerian blood being pure and stuff and he just like laughed because he knows about Renera's kids and then, um, you know, when everyone's sort of getting into a little bit of a squabble when they're all together, he's just sort of just like watching it with a bemused smile. And it's so funny because Damon is like this agent of chaos and he doesn't even have to do anything to trigger the chaos. He's like, this is all happening around me, like automatically, like the chaos is real. Very much so. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to kind of go through. There's just, like, so many, like, little nuances throughout this episode where you have just this tension slowly and slowly building until the very end. And, I mean, I don't know what exactly to talk about in between outside of, like, we some of the major things that happened were Damon and Renera finally yeah, getting... get together. Yeah, they got together. On. They're both mourning, and they used each other for comfort. After that, Lainor, um well, sorry, there is something that happens before that, but um, we have Eamon. Okay, Eamon's, like, you know, he's obsessed with dragons. He wants a dragon really bad. He does not have his own dragon. And so he goes and he finds... He finds Lena's old dragon, and emphasis on the old, because this thing is decrepit. (laughs) Yeah, he is really old, but obviously still commands a lot of respect. He's the biggest living dragon. Correct. And so, uh, and his name is Vigar, right? Vagar, yeah. Vagar. Thinking of a League of Legends character, I think. So he basically takes this dragon, and he almost dies in the process. The girls wake up. Damon's yeah. kids and... And Renera's kids. And, yeah, Damon and Lena's kids. Yes, Damon and Lena's kids, and they're like, somebody to- stole Mama's dragon, like, our mom's dragon. And they're like, who did it? And then... You know, they all get together and go downstairs, which so weird that they like they have no guards or anything watching them and they just <laughs> let them go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, so silly. But they uh, basically uh, aim and dra- lands the dragons like all proud and stuff. And he comes off swaggering like he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm a changed boy now. Where's that pig now? I'm going to feed it to yeah. my dragon. And, you know, the girls are obviously very upset because they're like, that's our mom's dragon. She's yeah. like, no, nah, she's dead. I took him. You should have, cl- and they were like, "I was going to have him." Well, you should have claimed him. And it, this was a really weird interaction for me. I think this was w- one of the parts of the episode where it just sort of like something didn't. This just didn't. This scene didn't click. Like to the point where, like, okay, everyone's trying to like punch him, but then he's picking up a stone like he's going to brain one of the one of Renera's kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? What? Wait, hold up a second. And, like, he's choking the kid out, and it's, like, okay. Like, there's obviously something wrong with that child. Well, you have to think about this, too. His mom, Alicent, has been doing nothing but poisoning her children against Renera's children, saying that you need to view them as your enemy because 
if Rhaenyra becomes queen, she's going to kill you. Her kids are going to kill you. They're bastards. They're illegitimate. You're the true Targaryens. We need to stomp this mud out. And so that's kind of how I view it. Is like she's poisoned her kids so much against Rhaenyra's children that they don't see any consequence. And if they kill them, it's like, oh, you're just a bastard. You're just a commoner. It doesn't matter anyway. You're going to die. Here's what this rock is going to meet your head. And I was a little afraid that he was going to kill one of them. I thought he was too. Uh, I was actually pretty sure he was. Mm. And then, you know, the other son there goes up and slices his eye out. Oh, I know. I love that scene. It was so gruesome. I was like, yeah. And then Allison's all upset about it. Like, they don't even acknowledge the fact that he took, like, they really don't even bring up the fact that he took the dragon. No one's upset about that. No one even brings up the fact that, like, like, how that had to, like, sort of make people feel like Corliss. Yeah, Yeah. Corliss never said anything. Like, the Targaryen, the other Targaryens didn't even, like, comment on it. Like, nothing. So at this point as well, you can kind of see this in the last episode too, but Alicent has seized a lot of Viserys' power. And yeah. so like it is her kind of running things. And so that's why I view it as no one else like stepped in there because it was clearly a battle of will and a battle of power between Renera and Alicent going at it there. And they didn't want to get in the middle of that because of the repercussions that could happen. But I want to point this out as well, and I thought this was a really good uh, little Easter egg. I told Mike before we started recording here today that uh, my wife Amy's been away, so I was re-watching some of the episodes of the shows that she missed, and I watched episode 6 again last night. In episode 6, you hear Helena Targaryen while she's talking with her mom, um, playing with the centipedes and everything, um, say something along the lines of, oh, there's so many legs, blah, 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 and just, like, going into details about the centipedes, and you're like, oh, whatever, this is just, like, this creepy little girl, like, something's wrong with her for sure. And then when Aemon's brought in and says, like, he was going to try to get a dragon, Helena says he'll have to close one eye to to get a dragon or something, and so that's kind of like a foreshadow of what happens here. Because Aemon lost an eye, but he gained a dragon. And he yeah. even says he views that as a fair exchange in the episode. Well, and Otto says at the end that, that it was yeah. more than a fair exchange. Yeah. Because now they have additional firepower. And the biggest dragon in the world. Yeah. Which, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know how important being the biggest dragon in the world is when you're also the oldest dragon yeah. in the world. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's probably sort of kind of degrees of power yes sort of averages out there but yeah i thought that little uh easter egg where helena kind of predicting the future or at least foreshadowing the future was a nice little yeah little tease i i mean to be honest with you when she's on screen i'm just like oh yeah i just kind of ignore her because Mm -hmm. she just mumbles and it's just kind of like whatever but you saying that is very interesting um did she say that this episode she said that in episode six Okay. So do you remember what episode. she? We had a we had a brief clip with her. Yeah, where so she had I, the spider. I don't, I don't know exactly what she said in this episode off mm. the top of my head. I'm gonna be rewatching this episode with my wife here, and I'll keep an extra eye out for that as well. Yeah, that'd be really interesting because if they're giving little hints like episodes before through her dialogue, that would be mm-hmm. that'd be pretty interesting. Um, and so I've seen the theory th- that she could be a dreamer, 
where like mm. she could like know things ahead of time. But we'll see. Maybe she'll have more nonsensical insights about centipedes. Maybe she'll have cool plot devices before they happen. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. But anyway, uh, so obviously uh, there's the losing of the eye causes a big conflict because Allison's like, well, I want one of Renera's kids' eyes in exchange. That's mm-hmm. fair. And I'm just sitting there like, you're crazy. Yeah, you're insane right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, everyone sees that. It, it was kind of a really neat confrontation because during it, you know, she ends up when she doesn't get what she wants and King uh, Viserys is just like, you know, we're done with this. We have to stop this in fighting all this. And she just goes and she takes his Valerian steel like dagger mm-hmm. and goes for Renera. and um, Renera, you know, catches it and she ends up cutting her. But Renera's just like, you know, everyone sees you for who you really are. Mm hmm. And I think that was really a good line because Allison has a very opinionated view on Renera that she basically gets what she wants and um, it's it's not fair. It's kind of how I view how Allison looks at things. She's just like, it's not fair that she's getting everything she wants type deal. And she gets away with all this stuff and she's like a petulant little child. And uh, Renera views her as a snake in the grass, mm-hmm. which... What she is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I look at the two sides and I'm like, who do I who do I feel strongly about? I don't really care about Allison. Yeah. Because her entire re her entire position was built off of her father kind of getting her to worm her way into the king's good graces and getting married. And that her kids were never destined to rule, but she's trying to make it so it happens. And she's just viewing all these little things that happen as slights against her. And she's I don't think that if she had caused all these issues, if she had tried to really push Renera away instead of like, you know, embracing her and trying to keep her as a friend and stuff, overlooking the fact that she lied to her about having sex with Cole. I mean, I feel like they would have ended up okay. I don't think Renera would have gone after her kids. I don't either. But you have Otto and all these other people who are trying to spin this into something because they want, a, they don't want a woman ruler. And what's bad about this is now, if Renera does become queen, oh, she she's might after go kids. after her kids because she's oh, no. psycho she has and to. going after hers. Yeah. So, yeah. She would have to. There's yeah. no way now. Like, as much as King Viserys is like, we're done with this infight. Like, no. It's, it's just begun. It's to a point now where it, it, it has to. And you have some really interesting um, dynamics now because, as I said, Allison is shown everyone that she's crazy and she's willing to kill people and so strong the remaining strong there um yeah laris uh is very much she's embraced him now she's like yeah you know what i don't need you to go and silence or take one of her kids eyes or kill her kids but you know it's good to have an ally like you and i'm surprised she didn't have him go for one of their eyes i still think she's a little in shock at, at what she did me too she's realizing just how far she's willing to go yeah and uh, I think, too, that right now she's not willing to go that far yet, but mm-hmm. she's going to. Yeah, yeah, totally agree on that. And I think one other um, big thing to mention here just with Allison and everything is just what does this actually mean for Renera now that, like, the, these cards are out in the open. There's clearly this big hostility between the two. What does this mean for Renera as far as her position at court? What does this mean for Renera as far as her father and his failing health? Like, 
if the king were to die, would she even know if she wasn't at dra- if she wasn't at court? Like, would something happen before mm. Alicent just goes and goes plop and puts yeah. her own kid up there? That's going to be interesting because yeah, that's a that's that's a good question. I don't know because it just really reminds me of like that Game of Thrones moment where Eddard Stark walks in with his piece of paper saying, well, I'm going to be the interim ruler. And so she's like, let me see that. Oh, it's signed by the king who's dead. Rip. We're not doing that. We're doing my thing. And he's just like, what? Yeah. But it's, and she's just like, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's either way, I think we're going to end up with some, some pretty big conflict here. And I'm excited. I think... Um, well, obviously, I, I do believe King Viserys is going to be done next episode. Uh, I don't think he'll make it into the next season, especially since we're getting another time jump. See, I I feel like Viserys will die end of next episode. Yeah. Um, and then really kick we'll, off season two. Yeah. Yeah, really kick off season two, and I think we're going to see some chaos happen in the season finale that will like set us up for lots of conflict in season two. Um, but before we get into any of that stuff, there's one more piece of important information to discuss in this episode, and that is what happens with Renera after she sets Lenor free. She marries Damon. Yeah. Seemed like a pretty quick turnaround. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I think that was honestly the best move for her because, Definitely. one, you just bring in two dragons into your fold, at least, mm-hmm. and uh, with the possibility of a third if you can find a dragon that needs a rider. Yeah, and I think that just like the, the ceremony itself was way more interesting than any other wedding I think we've seen in Game of Thrones so far. With just like the yeah. cutting and the mixing of the blood and very like old primal. style. Yeah, very primal. Yeah, it was really interesting and it was it was neat because we saw all their kids there just kind of watching. Um, so they are now siblings. <laughs> Yes. I, I saw I saw a funny meme where it was like um, Marjorie Terrell or the grandmother Terrell there from the original series. And she was just like talking to the two Terrell kids. And she's like, so Damon married Renera. And it's like, is he like, is he this or this? And it's just like, oh, he's his uncle's nieces, whatever the heck it is. Like some crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. like definition <laughs> um, of like their relationship I now. I saw that too. Like the the crazy incestuous weaving that yeah. it means like he's his own <laughs> nephew or something like yeah. that because he's Renera's uncle, and so he's going to be the nephew of her husband or her husband will be his nephew, but that's him. So now it's all crazy. Oh my god. Uh, but I, I mean, I think like in talking through this episode, as much as I like this episode, um, I did not like how dark it was. We talked about that. Uh, but as much as I like this episode, and I do agree that I think it's probably my favorite of the season so far, I do feel like this is, is while we did have some plot continuation here in some big ways with Damon mm-hmm. and, you know, Renera marrying, uh, Leonor leaving, um, Eamon getting a dragon, <laughs> I think it did a lot more to set things up for the rest of the series. I completely agree with you there. Um, I cannot wait to see the new episode, and yeah. I am... Uh, it's going to be the longest one yet. Yeah, it's going to be the longest one yet, and I am there for it. I'm hoping that it's going to be continuing the trajectory of just greatness and progressing the story into where it yeah. needs to be. Agreed. 
All right. Well, I think that is all we have to say about House of the Dragon Episode 7, Driftmark. So if you have any thoughts about Driftmark, uh, go ahead and send us a message, send us a comment, and we'll see what uh, the story brings us here because lots of great political intrigue and familial drama and action to come still with this one. This is going to be Two Nerds signing off. See ya. Stay nerdy.